there's a difference between friends, associates, and you touched on that. Mm-hmm. But I think as adults, we really do need to realize like, okay, you call this person a friend, but they're really an associate. Or you call this person a uh, uh I don't think too many people distinguish between best friends and friends. But I do think like mm-hmm. be real with yourself and be real with the other person. And have those adult conversations if you believe it's a relationship that's worth salvaging. Welcome back to another episode of Black in Real Life. I'm one of your esteemed hosts, Yoli Wea. What's up? And this is Kristen. What's going on, Yoli? You know, girl, we're here on episode nine. We done made it to number nine. Number nine. And this, yeah, well, yeah, we need more of those <laughs> horns. I may throw a couple of them in there. Like, hey, guys, this is welcome to episode nine. And I'm really excited about this episode because we are talking about adulting in black. Adulting so hard. So, so hard. No matter what age you are, adulting is challenging at times. Yeah, and then you add the black thing when you add the black oh, on top of it. Adulting, adulting as a black person in America, it's a challenge. In America, and, and it's a challenge. <laughs> it is a challenge, and and we don't always have the answers easily accessible to us. So, so I'm excited it, about this episode. Absolutely, we're going to explore several parameters of adulting that I think are super important to discuss. And I think you should pay attention because we're about to fix your life. Like Ayanla, we're going to fix your life. We're going to talk about all the things and we're going to move into a space of more clear adulting. My first question, Kristen ramen or cereal and or cereal suitable as an adult meal absolutely I think I absolutely do believe that ramen ramen noodles ramen noodles ramen 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 (laughs) however you say it whether it comes in a cup or a plastic bag Plastic wrap. Oh, yeah. The plastic wrapping. Yeah. Kind of you. Yeah, that. I think it is a meal. And this is why I say that. Okay. Well, first, let's start with cereal. Let's just start with cereal first and foremost. Cereal is amazing. Cereal is delicious. Cereal is a part of a balanced breakfast. Even though we're lying, we're telling the truth. And because (laughs) cereal is a part of a balanced breakfast. Mm-hmm. And Raymond, Roman, ramen, noodles, uh-huh. come in a complete package, which is typically considered a serving size adequate for mm-hmm. nutritional value. Peace, 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 peace. I'm going to go ahead and say that, yes, ramen and cereal are a part and are suitable as an adult meal, no matter if it's for breakfast, lunch, brunch, or dinner. I see you, my sister. I acknowledge you. I see you with my third eye. <laughs> and then seeing you with my third eye, I see where you were trying to pontificate that ramen and cereal 
are suitable adult meals. I and believe I said, it. You, you know what? I, and listen, sister, you know, sometimes the man is trying to get us, take us down without giving us the proper nutrients. But if we seek out the proper nutrients for ourselves, you know, give us the liberation of our community. Community. No, ramen and cereal is not a suitable adult meal. <laughs> <laughs> like unless it, <laughs> let's let's keep facts facts. But there are delicious and I and I there are times in my life where they have been a complete meal because that's what I had. Like I'm going with the gluten free, you know, vegan, vegan friendly ramen, but I'm dressing it up and putting things in it so you can make it a complete meal. Cereal no, but I love, I listen, there have been many a nights where I'm like, I'm going to have this bowl of granola or this cereal and I'm going to call it a night because I ain't got no energy to do anything else. So they can be adult meals, but they are not suitable adult meals. Unless you dress yeah, up I, the ramen. I just tried to justify my own okay, terrible that's life. Fine. That's no, it. it's not terrible. It's, it's, it's sad, but it's not terrible. <laughs> <laughs> a calorie deficient listen, sad, she is, sad listen, life Kristen is adulting way better than me at many many moments so uh, just not on the, the adult meal part <laughs> guilty as charged oh god okay now speaking of like food cause this is not this is more a question for you than me does coffee count as an adequate breakfast. I don't drink coffee. So what I don't drink coffee now because it just makes me like pop up off the walls and I'll be like doing too much. So Kristen, uh, as the as a woman with a cup of coffee in her hand right now. Right now. <laughs> does it count as an adequate breakfast? <sighs> okay. I see with question one, I tried to just kind of uh, justify my sad life. So for question two, I'm going to say, nutritionally, no. Okay. It's not. It's not a real adequate breakfast. But in my life, in my household, the way I rock, it absolutely is an adequate breakfast. She's like, in my household, my Listen, rules apply. Me, my <laughs> second and third stomach can get full off a cup of coffee in the morning. And that's all that matters. And it gives me wow. the, the energy and, you know. Tape you don't have like a crash? Uh, people speak of this elusive crash. I know nothing <laughs> of this, nothing of this thing they speak of. I know nothing of a crash. Nothing. It's not Man. a real thing. And I, uh, okay, I'll accept that as your answer. Um, are you addicted to coffee, Kristen? I don't think I'm addicted to coffee. I think I just saw the angel and the devil on my shoulder. Like, okay, yeah. tell the truth. <laughs> yeah, so truth. she literally, she looked at her both shoulders and like. I did, hey, like, wait a minute. Am I lying right now? Am I addicted to coffee? I won't say I'm addicted to the taste of it. I'm addicted to the energy and the caffeine that it introduces to my life in the morning. Okay. Um, did I sound like I was trying to justify my coffee oh, addiction? Yeah. Well, just give us a moment. Hey, everyone. All right. We have a letter to read to you, Kristen. This is an intervention. Dear Kristen, the times you have not had your coffee, you have been a raving lunatic and we need you to stop drinking 
coffee. Signed, no one. Nobody. I was gonna say signed everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, no. Okay, Do I, I don't rage when I don't have coffee. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I just don't engage. I'm like, I'm just not interested. <laughs> He's like the serial killer. He just is plotting. I'm like, I'm gonna come. Nothing. I'm day. not caffeinated. This is okay. not happening. Okay, he gets not functional. No, not functional at all. Oh, really? No coffee, no nothing. Okay, that's fine. I um, look at the dog sideways like, oh, you want to go outside? Mm. Mm-mm, Mommy has it. to drink her coffee first. Oh, wow. Oh, you want to play? Mm-mm. You see this coffee cup in mommy's hand? No play time till mommy drinks her coffee. He knows. <laughs> Don't even look at me with your toy. Oh, Don't even. Thor. He knows. Oh, Thor. Thor is her dog, everyone. He is he is a neglected child. <laughs> he is not. He is like spoiled and he's yeah, he so is spoiled. Oh, oh god, dog. My mom believes he's gonna talk to me one day. Wow. <laughs> and she says, I won't even be surprised. He's he's a brilliant dog. He is okay. absolutely brilliant. Okay. And he knows better than to mess with mommy when she doesn't have her coffee. That makes sense. Are ramen and cereal suitable adult meals? The adult in conclusion is... No, they are not. Okay, we'll take don't that. Let those, don't let those labels fool you. Take that, take that. Does coffee count as an adequate breakfast? The adulting conclusion is... It does. It does. I'm, <laughs> I'm going against the grain here. It does. And I could be completely contradicting myself. But damn it, coffee is a nutritional breakfast. And that's the that on that. That on that. I'm going to let her live in her fantasy world, people. I'm just going to leave it alone. (laughs) Just just let it go. Let's move on. I'm caffeinated, baby. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want want to budge with uh, someone who's caffeinated. They would scratch your eyes out. There's a beautiful quote from Misty Copeland where she says, anything is possible when you have the right people there to support you. That quote leads into a beautiful adulting question. Should I break up with friends who aren't aligned with my future? That is such a deep question. And I think that's that's one of those questions that you only really answer once you reach a certain age and you seriously start looking at your future um, in comparison to your past. And I think friendships, you develop friendships during different parts of your life. And I think that during, you know, the course of those friendships, of course, there should be some sort of evolution, some sort of evolving. Um, and I think because friendships evolve, you shouldn't really feel as if you should let certain friendships go because they don't align with your future. I think those friendships should be, oh, that's so tough. I do feel like friendships should be There should be a level of restoration in friendships. That's only if both people want to remain friends. If there's a natural progression and, you know, 
people fall apart or drift apart, I think that should be honored as well. You should never want to force a friendship and you should never want to hold on to a friendship that isn't tight to begin with, if that makes sense. It does make sense. I think it's like any relationship or relationship building in general. I think there are certain friendships where I saw clearly this isn't like, this isn't, I don't know if I can be supportive. And I try to be like non, um, like not non-judgmental and working on the aspects and accepting people for where they are. Because as you said, like we all grow, we all learn lessons and people are either there for a reason or a season. But if you're clear that a relationship isn't aligned aligned with your goals. Yeah, that's a tough question as an adult. Like, is this person and like and not that they have to be for your highest good, not that they have to be like the best thing or the best version of themselves, because we're not always the best version of ourselves. So with that being said, that is a tough question. But in, I think in that, that oh, that's that's a hard one. I think that, that, like you said, it's definitely not an easy question to answer, but I think it's on a case-by-case basis. So, yeah. for example, if you value a friendship that you've had for years and years and years and you've, saw, and you've seen, you know, how this person positively impacted your life and was, you know, a significant part of special moments in your life, then I think those things should be heavily, heavily, heavily accounted for when thinking about keeping or allowing a friendship to, to, you know, dismantle or let go of a friendship. I don't definitely, I don't believe in letting things go for the sake of letting things go. Right. But I do believe in, you know, honoring what's important to you, what's important to that person, if the relationship is there. If you can see like, okay, this was just my kick it buddy and we really didn't have that much in common other than, you know, during childhood, then chances are you could probably get away with letting that friendship go or not or not evolving in that friendship and having that friendship kind of evolve or grow to a deeper level. Yeah. That that makes sense. And I think I have that's one of the lessons that I've learned is. If I'm calling someone a friend, I'm calling them that forever. So I'm very careful now. Like I have friendly associates and then I have friends and then I have sister friends. Sister friends is like next level. Like you're more than a friend, but you aren't my blood sister or blood relative. Uh, But I acknowledge you as more than that. And then when I call you sister friend or I tell other people that's my sister friend, I'm making an indication that there's someone I intend to have as a long term um, friendship or relationship in my life. So do you break up with friends who aren't aligned with your future? I say yes, because would you stay in in a relationship like a romantic relationship if that person wasn't aligned with you? Well, people do it all the time, but I'm saying in our in our evolved selves, our highest level selves, you would say, no, let me move on and go on to other things. And I think that happens with friendships. And look at us. We, we broke up and we came back together. And it wasn't a formal breakup. It was she put me on timeout, people. I didn't even know. 
I was so hurt. I was so devastated. You're going to stop putting my business out in these streets. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? Here's but here's the lesson, though. The lesson is we both evolved as adults and we realized, hey, our friendship is worth actually discussing and coming to a, a resolution and renewing that bond. And sometimes you need to break up for it to evolve and for you to come to a new point and make up. Absolutely. Yeah. I say if you need to do that to like to really focus on what you need to do and if people are not supportive of your dreams, then, yeah, I would say yes. What about you? Yes. No. Yeah, absolutely. I really do believe that uh, another thing, too, that I feel like we should throw in here is there is a difference between friends, associates and you touched on that. Mm -hmm. But I think as adults, we really do need to realize like, okay, you call this person a friend, but they're really an associate or you call this person a, uh, uh, I don't think too many people distinguish between best friends and friends, but I do think like Mm. being real with yourself and be real with the other person and have those adult conversations. If you believe it's a relationship that's worth salvaging. Okay. Friendship, whatever. Uh huh. I'm going to test that. Who am I to you, Kristen? Who am I? You're an associate. No, joke. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you know, Yoli, you are my dear friend. And I take dear, dear is different from best. Dear is different from sister friend to me because I feel like dear friends are friends that really take accountability. They're the type of friends that really like have those uncomfortable conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my best friend, which I mean, this is my friend since high school, we have very rarely had conflicting conversations like oh interesting falling out yeah okay. but she also is very sensitive i'm super sensitive so oh. the time we did it was just like malfunction like what 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 is happening here like to the point where we didn't understand it i think you came along in my life at the right time because it was that time where i was kind of going through maturity like the fallout that we had with our with our friendship was really because I didn't communicate. And that was something okay. that I needed to learn. And that was something that I needed to mature in. So you're my dear friend. OK, so what's the difference between dear friend and sister friend? I'm trying to make I'm a Leo. I need the d- distinctions and labels right now around that because I need to feel exalted and celebrated. Wait, are you asking me? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't use the phrase sister friend. Oh, so your dear friend is probably like my sister friend. Sister friend, yeah. Okay, got it. Okay, just making sure I'm, I'm putting the right... Oh my god! I want to make sure I was putting the right context. Um, representation matters. <laughs> <laughs> representation matters. And knowing who you are to other people sometimes matters. To the people that matter to you is important. The Absolutely. To people who don't matter, whatever. So should I break up with friends who aren't aligned with my future? The adulting conclusion is... Absolutely, yes. Live your life with the people who are in alignment with your life. For now. And maybe someday you'll come back to that other friend when you both have evolved and grown some more and you'll be in a different space to receive that relationship again. The first time I ever lived with someone outside of my family was a roommate in college. And 
I didn't choose the roommate. It was kind of just kind of assigned to me because I didn't know anyone moving into that space. And that was an interesting experience. It was, uh, she was a Caucasian girl. She had a really interesting, close, very close relationship with her mother and uh, was, yeah, it was interesting. Let's just say by halfway through that, before the next semester, she moved out. Uh, That was done intentionally. (laughs) That was an intentional uh, result because she drove me crazy. So, now I have to look at it and say, ask, would I want to live with me? I'm going to answer that. Would I want to live with me? It depends. <laughs> if I had a maid, yes, I would want to live oh. with me if there was a maid. Uh, right now in my current iteration, would I want to live with me? Absolutely not. I am... I have right now I cleaned up my bed last night. I was like, ooh, look, my bed is clean. Ain't nothing on my bed. And here we are next day. And there's a bag with my supplements. <laughs> there's a, uh, a a scarf. So the current iteration of myself, like right, 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 right now? No. The iteration of myself in a couple of days, once I like clear all my clutter and donate a bunch of stuff, yes. Uh so with that. Overall, I would say, yeah, I would live with myself. That's fine. Like, I, we're evolving people. And then when you have someone else with you, like, you can, I, if I had myself with me, I could hold myself accountable. Like, you said you was going to clean this, but you didn't do it. I'm like, oh, my bad. But I also don't like me telling me what to do. So, the- <laughs> and then you rebel. So that's a whole other thing. So, <laughs> and you're fighting yourself, and it's I'm like fighting, an internal yeah, battle. And it's like, like, be who you think you're talking to. Like, it's I'm going to do you what I want to do. You. Listen, that is that is an understatement of the day. Kristen, would you live with... Oh, wait, is that a call? I had a beeping. Yeah, that was totally me. My mom okay. was calling me. Hold on one second. Because okay, she hit me twice. Yeah, that means something. Answer right. your goddamn phone, girl. Right. I don't know what she wants. Mommy, huh? do you- oh, I don't even know... Mama, what you doing? Um, I'm at home. What's up? I'm in a different place. I don't feel like working. Wait, do you work today or no? I do. <laughs> don't be a bum. Go to work. <laughs> I'm leaving. There's nothing to do. It's a light flight, and I'm not just sitting around here, and I'm not standing on my feet all day. Okay, well, come over. All right. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Hello. Oh, she was on standby. No, she was working. She was at work. And she what was, was she like, ain't nothing to do. You know, my mom she... works for the airline. That's what I mean. That's what I thought she was on standby. No, no, yes. no. She works for the airline. Oh, like at the office? Yeah, like at the counter. Oh. Like checking people in and all that stuff. And she was like, it's nothing to do. She was like, ain't nobody flying? I, was like, I guess not. Interesting. And I was like, come on there. She got a key. I ain't got to interrupt what I'm doing. Okie doke. How um, far is the airport from you? Like 30 minutes, 45 oh, minutes, bad. 40 minutes. I'm like, She's that. like fuck yeah. this job. I'm leaving. All right. Uh, All right. So, Kristen, would you live with you? So, the answer to that is, oh, is I don't know. Because in my mind, I'm this 
mature, understanding person that knows the world doesn't revolve around her. However, in my house that I pay for (laughs) and the bills that I pay for, (laughs) everything does revolve around me. And that would be a challenge to have that in my own domain. So I should probably start here because like you, Yoli, I had a situation in college where I had a roommate. And mind you, I grew up with a bunch of younger brothers and sisters. So for the most part, I should kind of have this roommate thing, living with another person thing down pat. Absolutely. I'm the oldest sister, so it was always like, no, go clean that up. Why do you have this? So I was always oh bossing God. people around. Same thing. Yeah. So that, you can't really do that in college with another grown person in your room. And I like I like regimen. I like schedules. I like knowing what to anticipate every single day. And, you know, my first roommate freshman year, she would come in at like two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. I'm already asleep. Like this, it was not going to work at all. So by the first, by the end of the first semester, I was like, I'm out. I'm getting my own place. Even if I got to pay double the, you know, tuition or whatever for room and board, I'm out. So fast forward to adulthood, you know, living with a boyfriend, being engaged, that sort of situation. I think I was a really good person to live with. And I'm not saying this because I'm talking about myself. I think I had an understanding like, okay, this is a shared space. You can't boss people around the way that you did growing up. But on the same page, you also have to be responsible So it's like, okay, if this person made a mess, I'm not going to walk over the mess. I'm going to straighten up the mess. (sighs) To answer the question, long story short, yes, I do think I am a, I would want to live with myself as an adult because I know I have good intentions. That's all I can say. I know I have good intentions and I know that I would want to treat the, I would treat people the way that I would want to be treated. So yes. The road to hell is paved with good intentions, Kristen. Always. Always. (laughs) I think, yeah, that's fine. Ooh, I can tell you a quick story real quickly. Just just a little off tangent. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think it it was in my sophomore, sophomore year, maybe. I had another roommate and she was like, and it was a great room because it was a large room. So our beds could be on opposite sides. Like my first freshman room was mad small. Our beds were like damn near close together. So she used to let her boyfriend come over after a lacrosse practice. And he, yeah, he was, he's smelly. He's smelly. He's smelly. Like smell, smell, boy smells, worst boy smells you can think of, especially after lacrosse practice. So I was big into recycling back then. So we had two garbage cans. I had my regular garbage can and then I had a a recycling ones and they were small ones and they were on my side of the room and she had her, I don't know if she had hers, but whatever. So one day I'm like, Ooh, let me go empty my garbage. Cause I'm like, okay, let me empty my garbage. I go out into the hallway where like the main garbage is to empty my thing. Why when I turn over my garbage can, a used condom falls on my hand. Gross, 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 gross. From Did you my get tested? Listen, <laughs> when I tell you the rage that I felt inside of my body, 
I don't even know what happened. I probably blacked out. <laughs> I don't. It was just gross. So that's enough to black out. That's enough to. That's enough to straight up rage. That is. It was oh, gross. That's so gross. It was gross. I. Oh. Oh, I digress. But would I live with me? Yes. Would I live with you? Yes. As long as we have separate <sighs> ends of the quarters, though. Because I know you need your space. Because if you don't have your space sometimes, you'd be like, ah, I do. I have a whole just, oh. And I need my space. You know what? In in adulting and in, in coming into my adulthood, I acknowledge that I do need my space sometimes. Like, I want to have a separate, like, I don't know how people, like, in relationships do one bedrooms or studios. No. Not at all. Mm-mm. I was like, mm-mm-mm-mm. I need, we need like two bedrooms, minimum, minimum two bedrooms. So that way, if I need to take a break or I need to go work, I can have an isolated space to myself. So. Absolutely. And there goes adulting. Would I want to live with me? The adulting conclusion is. Absolutely. We are. I'm a, we are the best. I'm a total hoot. I don't want to live with me. <laughs> on my hoot and I got on my boots. <laughs> is that my? I, I think. That, yeah, I don't know if my accent is good, but I'll I'll ask somebody. So one of the biggest questions that I've always had, and you know, I've been asking the wrong people this question. So I figured it would be a good place to kind of open up the dialogue and talk about it freely is how many pairs of underwear should you own as an adult? Enough for a week? Enough for two weeks? Enough for a month? How often are you washing them? That's not the question. But the question is, how many pair of underwear you should have as an adult? I know for me, yeah, like, it's a good question. I asked, uh, <laughs> I, I asked uh, one of the sales associates at Soma Intimates, which is like a nice store that I love to buy my underwear from. Mm-hmm. And um, she, I think she was just trying to give me like the answer to, so I would buy a bunch of draws, honestly. Because <laughs> she was like, I mean, I think you should have like at least enough pair for like a month. And I'm like, who is really having like 30 pairs of draws? And this is so terrible because you don't call panties draws. Yeah. I almost said you you should have at least, I think, I would say at least three weeks worth. So that's 21. Yeah. And this is why, because not everyone washes every week. Like Washa does laundry every week. I think two weeks worth of underwear should be like a staple, just period. But I also think that you should have an extra pair or an extra stash just in case you're not able, you're unable to wash or do laundry bi-weekly. Interesting. So my okay. answer would be at least 21 days worth of underwear. What say I'm- you? I, I'm like I'm itching to like agree with that but I'm also like two weeks is enough and there was a certain time and like in my early adulthood that I learned that a lot of women just wash their underwear 
in the shower. So sometimes I start, especially when I was traveling, I would do that. You wash them and then hang them up. And then people I mean, still do And I know people who still do that now. I mean, I could see doing that like if you're camping or like somewhere like that you don't have access to. I'm really scratching my head because washing your panties in the shower, I don't think is. is it kind of makes sense, though. Think about it. You get in the shower. Last thing you take off is your underwear. And you're like, oh, I can just wash this now and then just hang them to dry. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not, like, like mm-mm. You, really? Mm-mm. 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 <laughs> not, mm-mm. <laughs> not unless it, it okay, is not extenuating cir- unless there are extenuating circumstances. No, uh-huh. I'm, I'm not co-signing really? that at all. Or even mm-mm. in the sink, in the bathroom sink, like you wash them and you. No, no, I mean, no. I'm, once again, extenuating circumstances. Of course. Okay. Extenuating circumstances. If, okay. if that's not an extenuating circumstance, no, you should not be washing your panties in the sink or should or should you be washing your panties in the shower? You should have enough clean underwear where you can go at least three weeks without having without having to go to extremes. Well, I guess I'm and laundering your, your personables in the shower or sink. According to you, I'm failing at adulting, basically. I don't think I have three <laughs> weeks. I really don't. Do, do, yeah. Does a bikini bottom count? Nope. <laughs> and those are extenuating circumstances too. Like that's when I realized, like you know what, you need to buy some more underwear because wow, there, there was a time where you get to the bottom of the drawer and you realize, oh, you guys are that I one have to do laundry. Yep, and the holes in it. And I was like, oh, those are gonna be the new period panties. Great, bet. I ain't gonna ruin my good underwear. <laughs> Absolutely. But that's another thing, too. Like, how many pair of period panties should you have? Oh, God. Uh, like, enough? To, uh, I don't know. And those I would say, I at, I would say at, at the, I would say at least seven or eight days worth. Just, wow. Okay. Just, so, technically, if you have, so do we include the period panties in the total amount of regular panties you should have? Mm. No, because those are like special. Like you, like oh, those are just for when that time. So, technically, then, oh, then the correct I... answer would be thirty days. God damn no! So that's too many. We're, we're failing. I buy, I buy organic underwear. Okay, that's what I. That's with my my kitter cat loves organic cotton. So that's what I subscribe to. I have non organic, but as in like my present life, that's what I buy. Man, I'm gonna have to wait till like a sale. I'm That's what I do. Them. Okay. That's I I only wait until like the the annual sale and I stock up like it's nobody's business. Okay. Another huge question is how like how long should you keep underwear? When should you throw oh, them away? Snap. Now I did read on something. I I read online that you should throw away your underwear every three months. The devil is a lie. I promise you. I promise you. But the devil is a lie because ain't no way I'm buying new underwear and then throwing them away three three months later. Treating underwear like toothbrushes? I don't know. I have no idea. We need. I need an expert opinion on this. Like, I no. I don't need an expert. I need to. As long as I can wash them, that's like saying throwing out clothes every three months. Like that doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. Okay, fine. Whatever. So the okay, consensus so, for you is two weeks. I mean, for um, um, 30 days. 
30 I'm days. Two weeks. two weeks for me. Two weeks. I want to say 30 days according to an OBGYN. And this is an article that was in Essence magazine. They say you should never keep panties for more than six to nine months. Really? Mm-hmm. What's the logic? Well, the logic is basically saying that, one, they're not family heirlooms. So they they were never meant to be kept for longer than six to nine months. But also... The reason why you should have them for only three to nine months, I mean, six to nine months is because just for your, the health of your vajayjay, like discharge happens. There are other things that happen. I mean, but are they really, really clean though? Are they really ever like super clean? Like, like completely a hundred percent clean? I don't know anymore. Oh Lord. That is, that That's is, the purpose of this episode, to question your entire adulting life. I am questioning my entire adult life right in this moment. I'm like the existential crisis right now. Oh, my God. So the, the good thing is, as they're saying, buy at least four to five new undies every six months. So kind of when you introduce the new panties in, you toss the old panties. So kind of on like a, a revolving door basis. My problem is I wait until the sales and I just buy a ton of new drawers and then I have like this overflowing top drawer of underwear, including some from college. And what? then there's like, <laughs> I mean, I can't fit them anymore, which lets me know I should throw them away for certain. Oh, for certain, like years yeah. out. But every sixth. Oh, that's a, OK. That's interesting. OK. Moving there we upward go. and upward, six to nine months, so blah, 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 blah. <laughs> the experts say blah, blah. So here's another question that's going to really just, just tear all of your adulting up. Do you wash your new clothes before you wear them? No, not all the time. I don't. Wait, so you've done it before? Yes. Like, I'll get, like, a new, like, shirt or something. And I'm like, oh, cute. I'm going to wear this tomorrow. And then I'll just put it on. So you said... No, no, but you, you've you washed your clothes before you wore oh, them? no. God, no. Okay. See, that's... See, part of adulting is learning how to listen to questions. That learning. helps. That helps. Um, <laughs> that helps. Let's see. Have I washed... Do I do it every time? Absolutely not. Okay, but you've I'm, done it before? Have I done it before? Once, maybe? I'm just going to put once out there because I feel like I have. I am going to admit there has been a time or two I have not washed underwear before putting them on. And I think that was a bad, this, that was a bad choice. I wasn't adulting well at the time. It was a, you know, a mid, uh, a mid-millennial life crisis. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. But yeah, have you washed, do you wash your clothes before you wear them? I'm sorry. I'm trying not to vomit right now. Wow. Um, the judgment. Uh, the judgment. The judgment. Um, so no, I have not washed clothes. Like if I bought something from the store, I did mo- what most black people do, like lay it out on the bed next to me, like, oh, I'm going to kill him in his outfit. Right. And, that's that. However, 
Now I am actually secretly judging myself because you don't know who tried that shirt on oh. or who tried who tried them pants on oh. before purchasing them. Oh, shiznit. So, so the judgment was for you, but it was also for me because now I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Unless they get it from the back. Ooh, new tactic. You don't know. Oh, that's true because they could put it back. You don't know. Oh, mind blown. So listen to this. This is a public service announcement. And this is for me. I am preaching to myself at this very moment. Kristen, don't you ever buy another garment from TJ Maxx, from Marshalls, from any department store before dry cleaning it or washing it first. But then it takes like like the new feeling out of it, though. But you don't know what isms and schisms and molecules and and cells and hair fibers. Gross. It's disgusting. But that's why we're here. We're here to talk and discuss important adult topics. This is this is this hurts my heart. All these clothes. <laughs> depressing isn't it adulting is depressing (laughs) especially with the covids but what if you're oh no okay what about if you're ordering clothes online though period Mm, okay that could be a little bit strong like you don't know what factory you don't know what the what was going on in the factory (laughs) oh that's a good point okay fine all right, adulting conclusion. Wash your clothes before you wear them. All of them. Wash your underwear before you wear them. You don't know who was handling them boys at Victoria's Secret. Lord. How many pairs of underwear should an adult own? The adulting conclusion is... As a woman, you should own at least 30 pairs of underwear. Guys, you could probably get away with 15. That sounds mad. Like, no. No. You do the math. You do the math. 21 plus 7 is not technically 30, but you know what I'm saying. All right. I wash my underwear by hand because they're delicate pores. You know, you know, they're delicates and I don't mind washing by hand because there are other things in our thing we have to wash by hand. So, yeah, why not? So I say I say two weeks. And then period panties like five. So that's what? 14. That's 19. Yeah. So let's say, okay, so the real conclusion is anywhere from 19 to 30. Okay, that's fine. Damn, now I gotta go buy underwear. That's still a lot. <laughs> I gotta go buy underwear. The Listen. easiest way, the easiest way to go buy more underwear is throw away. I did that at one point. Like, I just well, went through, like, okay. I do no. have some underwear, but that'd be, they look like struggle underwear. And I'm like, just <laughs> toss them. Oh, fine. Okay. I know where to recycle them. So that's fine. Kristen, what is the correct temperature to set? your home too like when it's warm or when it's cool like summertime and winter time oh child listen so as i said before i pay the bills in this house and the way that heating bill be in the winter and the cooling bill in the summer 
uh, <laughs> I pay attention. So I would probably say the correct temperature to heat your home and anyone that's ever visited my house, they would probably hit me upside the head. I go for like a tepid 68, 69 degrees. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I keeps it real. Like ain't no reason to be keeping the house all toasty. Put on some layers, put, put on some socks. What's the problem? You're an adult. Right. And I think I do that now, but like at the, like not even, do you turn it up like before you go to bed at least? No. Why? I'm about to be under a bunch of covers. Oh, that's cute too. Do you have a no. program to turn on in the morning? Like when you wake up and you don't want to like wake up to a cold house? No, I don't. I drink coffee first thing in the morning. And you know what? I, I'm sh- And you've had black parents. Black parents will be the first one. Who touched this thermostat? Who turned the heat up? Who got mm-hmm. these lights on? When you pay these bills, it is that's a serious wake up call. Like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's I fair. Should- I should probably keep this turned down. And the same thing for the summertime. Like for the summer, I definitely don't do like a cold, cold house for what? Like I keep the yeah, windows open until it's too hot. When it gets too hot, I keep my house at like, once again, a nice little. I, I'll say this. If it's really hot outside, I'll go as low as maybe 66, 65. Anything less than that, it's like, this isn't the freezer. Go get you a popsicle or something. Like, you don't need to have the whole entire house feeling like somebody's icebox. It's not necessary. You are a whole ass auntie right now. <laughs> Child, these bills, the way these, the the way way these bills are set up. <laughs> you gonna pay my bills. Can you pay telephone bills? No, I'm not gonna pay them. So you, I know, right? Listen, so the adult in conclusion is... The adulting conclusion for keeping the correct temperature in your home mm-hmm. in the wintertime, it is 68, 69 degrees. And in the summertime, you can go as low as 65 degrees. Wow. Okay. Something to take into my life as I explore uh, the potentiality of home ownership. I'm an apartment girl. I've been an apartment girl. I've lived in like homes before, but like an apartment of a home. So, yeah. Oh, Okay. I'll, I'll explore it, but I run cold. I'm always cold. I'm always cold. So I got, yeah, layers. Layers is fine. I like layers because layers makes me feel like if I move out of New York, I'm like back in New York, I'm wearing the layers. Okay. That's, that's. Layers and socks will save you a lot of money on heating and cooling. Trust. Okay. That's fair. That is, that is absolutely fair. So these are just some of the questions that we had. You know, we talked to friends, family. Adulting is hard, but we'll get through this together. So Mm -hmm. listen up. If you have any questions, we definitely want to hear them. Yoli, where can they reach out to us at? You can send a wonderful email to hello at blkinreallife.com. That's hello at blkinreallife.com. That's the best place to get in touch with all of us. And all of us is the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, we'll get through this adulting thing together. One step at a time, one Netflix show at a time, one tweet at a time. 
one pair of underwear at a time. One pair of uh, listen. And one <laughs> pack of ramen noodles at a time. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> This has been another necessary and needed conversation with Black in Real Life. Please make sure to follow us on all the socials and interwebs, blackinreallife.com, and that's B-L-A-C-K in reallife.com or B-L-K in reallife.com, and on Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebooks at B-L-K in real life. See you on the Black Side.